Okay, everyone, we are back with another episode of Trying to Figure It Out. We are here this week with a solo episode, and I'm just going to give you guys a disclaimer right now because my dog got neutered yesterday, and he is not understanding that there is a cone on his head, so he's been barging into walls. He, I had to kick him out for this taping because he was just making so much noise, so if you guys hear any weird sounds in the background... There's nothing I can do about it. He's losing his mind, poor thing, but he's all good and he's finally neutered, so thank God. Anywho, welcome back to Trying to Figure It Out. I'm Ali Petiti and I'm so happy that you guys are here listening. Somehow August flew by so fast and it's already September. I cannot believe how fast this summer went. I am like still processing what it's like to have summers not as a student. Like summer to me is like the end of the year and then September is like the start of the year whereas like everyone celebrates New Year's in January and I'm like no the new year starts in September. So the main thing that I want to talk about in this episode is the come down of summer and starting the new year not the new year in the calendar but the new year for people getting back to post-summer days post-summer life and kind of just talk about how to find ways to get grounded again and get back into normal routines because I personally struggle a lot at the end of the summer with getting acclimated to you know all the fun and the traveling and all of that being over and at the end of this episode I'm going to bring in my life coach Charles who's awesome and he's going to add on to my advice with some more professional advice and tell you guys how he stays grounded how he helps others stay grounded and his resourcing tools to help with stress and anxiety as well. I want to tell you a little bit about what I was up to this summer. I Again, it went so fast. I don't even like keep track of when the summer starts anymore. I was fortunate enough to travel. I went home to New York for the first time since Christmas. I went to Houston to tape an episode for the podcast. I've gone to Disney a few times because you guys know I'm an amusement park adult. I've honestly also just really enjoyed being in LA, like going to the beach more. I never used to do that, but now my roommate lives here and she goes every weekend and she's going surfing and doing things like that. So you know, this summer has been a lot of different experiences. I've also been spending a lot of time in therapy, working on my mental health. There was nothing better than when you were younger and each season felt like the season that it was. And I don't know if that's because of the structure of being in school. So Christmas feels like Christmas because you have Christmas break and, you know, you're younger and it's all still so magical. Or if summer feels like summer because you have your last day of school and your first day of school and you're back to school shopping and all of that. But I've noticed that as I've gotten older and now I'm two years post-college, I don't like feel the seasons as much as I used to feel them. So for me coming out of this summer and just trying to have so much more mindfulness for myself and set more routines, I'm actually trying to really be present and acknowledge the fact that like, okay, it's September now. Like what are my final goals till the end of this year? What do I still want to accomplish? What do I have to get organized with what's still on my calendar and what are the things that I'm grateful for and proud that I've already done. I'm going to give advice on how to find routine, but I'm also here for some advice. If anyone wants to drop something in the comments, like let me know any tips you guys have for how you find routine in your life because I'm no expert on that and I'm definitely trying to figure that out as well. So while I'm not mentally ready to go back to work yet, I still want to stay true to who I am and be a productive person and find that balance again because even when I was working in my last job you know 
I wasn't doing too hot. When I quit my job, I really decided that I needed to find those habits that would allow me to be productive. I'm really trying to find ways to, during these days where I'm not as busy as I once was, still making myself busy, but not in unproductive ways. So for me, my first order of business has been to set an alarm every single day for the same time I would have woken up if I was working. So even though I'm not going there, I'm waking up, I'm walking my dog, I'm having breakfast, giving him his breakfast and having just a mindful morning. That's my new motto is mindful mornings. Um, Yeah, so I've been waking up at the same time and just taking a second when I wake up to really think, how do I want my day to start? How do I want my day to go? What are the things I have to get done? And in the moments where I don't have something to get done, what do I want to do to take care of myself and feel good inside? I would say that's the first routine that I'm setting. And for those of you who aren't taking a mental health break, my advice to you would be wake up an extra 30 minutes earlier. And even if you're just sitting on the couch having a cup of coffee, like that's doing something for yourself. I love having my morning coffee. It's the highlight of my day. So just sit with yourself and wake up a little extra earlier. Just give yourself a little extra time in the morning to really process how you want your day to go. There's things you have to do and there's also things you don't. So find a way to seed those out and decide what's going to work for you in that day. I don't like to work out, but I do personally want to get back into that because I just really have been doing so much research. I know that I could release so many more endorphins if I work out. I just need to get some dopamine out and some serotonin going so I can feel good and have a good day and just have a little bit more energy because I definitely have been struggling energy-wise. So if you're like me and you don't like to work out, you don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to pay for a $40 workout class. Just step outside and go for a walk. If you have a dog, that's your best ticket to a morning workout. Just go for a walk with your dog. Just something to get good energy out of yourself every day is something that I'm striving to do and that I would recommend for you to do in this time where summer's ending and you're trying to find just balance and more calm and stillness in your life. Another thing that I've been trying to do a lot more and I have a really hard time doing it. I actually personally just went back to my journal and read the first day that I started my journal was, I think it was like May 26th of 2022. And I haven't journaled since then. So that's the whole summer that's gone by. And then last week I went to the beach and I journaled again. So it was actually kind of cool because I started it before the summer started and then I went back to it when the summer is coming to a close and so much had changed in my life. I mean, I had just left my job and there's just been so many different ups and downs this whole summer. Instead of going through the prompts, which are so helpful for some people, I actually went to the back of the five minute journal and just started writing in the notes how I was feeling like didn't need a prompt, didn't need anything. And I'm the first person to suggest using a prompt, but for me, it was really, really nice to just have a free space to write. And sometimes with journaling, it can be discouraging to not have that and to feel like you have to fit a prompt that you might not know the answer to. So for me, my newest routine that I'm holding myself accountable for for September is five-minute journaling, but not to the five-minute journal rules of how they have it structured, but five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. So journaling is a huge thing that I highly recommend to add routine to your life. Another thing that I'm noticing that I'm struggling with is just 
limiting my screen time and going to sleep by 11 p.m. on weeknights. When I fall asleep, just scrolling through TikTok endlessly, which we all do and I sometimes do, I still do. But when we do that, or at least when I do that, I find that I wake up the next morning and some things feel off for me spending so much time on my phone before going to bed does reopen the possibility of me falling asleep, feeling bad about myself or being hard on myself about something or thinking of things that aren't positive for me. So for me, I'm trying to limit my screen time so that when I sleep, I have a clear mind. And when I wake up, I have a clear mind and I can start my day more positively. It doesn't have to be these routines that I'm telling you. Any routine, any structure, any one thing that you say you're going to do every day is something that you're doing for yourself. And that's all that matters. So these are mine and it's advice for you, but there's so many more and I'd love to hear anyone's opinions on their tricks and tips. It's getting darker out and I don't have the whole crew here today. So if it starts to look darker, I apologize. So when starting routines in your life, it can be really hard to hold yourself accountable. Saying you're going to do something and actually doing it are two totally different things. And I think accountability is such an important thing. And that's part of what I have Charles for is an accountability coach at the end of the day. He's someone who checks in, gives me empathy, gives me love and compassion and professional advice at the same time. But he's really just a companion who guides me through the ups and downs of what I've been going through. And he is so awesome. And so every morning at 10 a.m., me and Charles have a phone call for about 30 minutes where we just talk. If I don't have anything to say, it's not therapy. So when I talk to him, if I don't have anything to talk about, I'll just be like, this is what I'm doing today. And then when I tell him that, he responds by saying like, I hope that this gives you this feeling and I hope that you embrace that. I hope that you focus on your breathing while you're doing these things. I hope that you give yourself grace if you're having any moments where you're not feeling great about yourself. Like he just really is such a source of positivity and such a nice soul to have in my life and it's been so awesome to have him so my daily check-ins with him are a big part of how I've been finding routine in my life and also finding accountability and so not everyone has to have a Charles not everyone has to have a therapist you know it doesn't have to be a professional it could be a family member it could be your best friend it could be your roommate it could be truly anyone who just holds you accountable in a very light-hearted way they're not gonna Like, don't look for someone to hold you accountable and like get mad at you for not doing something. That's not the motive either. That's not going to ever make you feel good. When we're struggling to get ourselves to do something, sometimes it's really nice to have someone who knows how hard it was for you to do that and give you even more self-love than you can always give yourself. So now I'm going to bring on Charles to share with you his tips, tricks, tools, and things he's been helping me with, but also things that are less specific to me and hopefully really helpful for everyone else as well. He has so much knowledge to share and I'm really excited to have him on. Welcome to Trying to Figure It Out, Charles. We are so happy to have you here. I am very happy to be here. Thank you. So this is the Charles that I've been telling you guys about the entire episode. Today, we've been talking a lot about routine. Mm. First things first, I wanted to ask if you could start by giving us a really brief background on yourself and your work in this space. Uh, Yeah, uh, I've been working in this space for about 11 years now. I had a prior career working in corporate sales. 
I thought that was going to be the value and meaning in my life, and it was not. Uh, and I was able to come back to my passion, which is working with people, which I had done in undergrad, and just got away from it and kind of lost sight of what my values were and what was going to be important to me and got the opportunity to come back um, and ended up going back to school and uh, became a certified trauma coach, um, as well as working with folks with substance use disorder mental health issues, had the opportunity to work in a bunch of different treatment centers, um, and now just work uh, on my own privately with clients. Which is me. Which is you. <laughs> <laughs> a big thing that I've been telling my listeners about you is that you give me so much advice personally, and I don't think we need to get into that, but I want to talk about the advice that you have for others for getting back into a routine after a really busy and chaotic summer. So what is your best advice for people who are trying to get back into a stable routine and feel more grounded? Uh, I think my most important piece of advice would be not to listen to other people's advice (laughs) in the sense of everyone is going to find a routine that is works for them. And so it's really easy to go online and everywhere and find a million different, okay, this is the routine that you need to follow that'll make you feel better, that'll make you feel grounded, that'll make you feel this way. And my experience is is that those don't work if they don't have any meaningful connection to us as individuals. So that would be my first piece of advice is, um, yes, get information from other sources can be really helpful, but really come back internally and come back to a place of, what are my values? What are the things that are most important to me? Um, because any time that I base my routines off of things that are valuable to me and I know why they're important to me, it's much easier to sustain them. Totally. And then the other piece would be to um, to not to start small, uh, to not you know come up with okay, here's my new routine going into the fall, and I'm gonna get up super early and do a million things before I even go to work or before I even start my day. Um, you know, I think that we set ourselves up for failure when we try for to sure. do too much. That's interesting. You said that cause I was giving my tips on my routines and the things that I'm trying to implement in my life. And while I'm trying to give that advice, there's actually not a bunch of different routines that I'm listing because I don't want to put too much on my plate because sometimes when there's too much, it's even harder to hold yourself accountable. No question. Um, and for those of us who, you know, struggle with any amount of shame or, you know, self-judgment, uh, it's so easy that when we set the bar too high, um, and then fail to meet it immediately go into shame and get into like black and white thinking around like, Oh, forget, I'm just going to do anything. Right. So when starting a new routine, what would you say is the best way to hold yourself accountable to it? Uh, sit down, write out why you're doing it. Yeah. Where's the meaning for you? Uh, and really write it down. Ideally, you know, we don't do a lot of writing anymore, unfortunately, but uh, the research also shows that when we actually put pen to paper, uh, it imprints much better on us than typing on a computer or using our phone. Right. And so if you can sit down, uh, write down, you know, what is this, you know, what aspect of this routine is important to you? Why do you want to do it? Um, and, you know, set manageable goals around it. Uh, and then I'm a big fan of asking for support. So I tell my partner about routines. You know, she and I talk about it on a weekly basis in yeah. terms of like, hey, this week, what are the things that you really want to 
accomplish. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she knows that I have a meditation practice. I try to sit every morning at 7.30. And so we manage our mornings around that. Right. Um, so if we need to walk the dogs, we do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, for her, she works and is in school. And so finding time to consistently work out is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so having each other support around that. Uh, and then not just with her, with my friends um, and with my support team, my therapist. Um yeah. And, uh, and especially if the more that my, in any way, shape or form, my mental health is compromised, having those things that I really set intentions for becomes even more important For sure. Uh, to give me a sense of feeling grounded security. Okay. I know I'm going to do this at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that the more dysregulated I am, I have this idea of, you know, it's just the same thing that we teach parents in terms of kids, right? Is to provide them with structure yeah. uh, and to make it as consistent as possible. For uh, sure. You kind of talked about what your daily routine looks like. And a big thing that you help me with is resourcing. And for my listeners who don't know, resourcing is really any sort of tools that you can use for yourself. And they're super personalized. Like for me, it helps if I do EFT, which is tapping therapy. If I'm having a panic moment or anxiety or anything like that, I'll sit down and that's my way of meditating is sitting down and just doing EFT for 20 minutes straight and just giving myself words of affirmation and also interacting with my body and allowing it to feel more grounded. So you help me a lot with resourcing and give me a lot of tools. And I'm wondering what are your what are your top three tools for yourself and what are your top three tools that you would recommend for others that don't necessarily have to be specific to mm-hmm. me as your client? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's really helpful to always start with the basics. Um, for me, meditating in the morning is, uh, is really paramount. Yeah. Um, because it is so easy uh, for me to immediately grab my phone and start scrolling. And now my brain is now expecting that this is how my day is going to go, right? I'm getting this huge dopamine hit right off the bat. And now I'm going to be craving that all day long. Uh, And so I really make it, I I set the intention to not look at my phone until I've had the opportunity to sit Mm -hmm. uh, for 25, 30 minutes. Um, and so that one really sets the tone for my day. And I'm not hard on myself in terms of what that meditation looks like. Right. It's not like, oh, in that 30 minutes, I need to get enlightened or I need to clear my head or I need to be totally grounded and regulated. No, no, no. It's just the actual practice. Right. Yeah. So why we call it a practice um, is because every day presents a different challenge around sitting. Some days I don't want to. Some days it feels great. Other days I get done sitting and I still, my head is still going. Yeah. Um, But just having that consistency is really important. And so that's one of my basics. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other basics for me are food. Uh, If I don't feed myself, uh, the impact on my emotional states is unbelievable. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm uh, and then the other one for me is it doesn't have to be exercise, but just moving. Yep. I and, talked about that earlier too. And being outside. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I live in Southern California mm-hmm. um, and why I can't live on the East Coast anymore um, <laughs> is because being in sunshine is really important for my mental health. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say those are my, you know, top three in terms of routines is making sure I have time for sitting feeding myself properly uh, in a way that feels good um, and then moving my body and being outside. For sure. 
Well, those are very similar to the ones that I said, nice. which shows that I'm learning from it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're going to do something that I do in every episode of my podcast. It's called Alpies 3. Basically, it's my way of incorporating music into mm. the podcast because I love music. So I wanted to ask you, what are your three top mindfulness songs or just three songs that whenever you put them on, they make you feel good? Mm. If you need a second, by the way, you can take a second. Uh, it's going to be tough in terms of, so East Forests. I don't know if you know who he is. I don't. Um, so he does a lot of, uh, you know, you could call it psychedelic music, you could call it meditation, um, uh, kind of EDM, uh, but really chill. And so anything by him uh, is something that I'll probably listen to every day. Okay. Um, and, uh, and he's got a whole album that's like his music and then Ram Dass talking over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like anytime I'm dysregulated and I want to use music mindfulness as a way to help ground me, Yeah. I'll go to one of his things. Huh. Uh, another song, it's a little funny. I guess this was routines, it's helpful. Um, go Do by John C. Okay. Um, and it's got this amazing energy associated with it. And it's like when I need a lift, when I need to be reminded that the way I nourish myself is to engage mm-hmm. and explore in life. And the song is literally like, go do. Right. Go do, go do, go do. Um, and then if I want to feel, if I want to go inside, um, uh, probably Stacks by Bon Iver. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> That's a really good song. Uh, the last line in terms of it's, you know, this idea of it's, you know, not a new man, crispy realization, right? Yeah. It's just the idea of, you know, slowly taking off is always resonates with me. For sure. I love that song. I was playing music today while trying to get some work done and I was playing like all those types mm-hmm. of songs and my roommate was like, you're putting me in my bag right now. <laughs> like you're making me really sad. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I guess I'll have to change it. But you understand. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Charles. I know it was short, but we're definitely going to have you on again. Mm. I just really wanted to get some more professional tips and tools for everyone. I hope that everyone listening learned something in this episode, and I'm super excited to get into my new routine and reset after this crazy summer. And I'm excited to keep working with Charles over here to keep grounding myself and finding ways to feel safe and comfortable inside my body. I love you all. I'm so grateful for you tuning in to another episode. I hope you all had the best summers and I hope that the rest of this year is amazing for you and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.